3: That's right, it is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook, or, as it has been often as of late, a little Go Sixers radio I was going to say, is
4: today really Go Birds it Radio? Is. Like It is Go Birds Radio in name only, but James. Jimothy. <laughs> Mr. Seltzer. Yes. Last night was unbelievable. I mean, seriously, I can't remember the last time I was, A, so excited for a game, and it lived up to the expectation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, the kind of prevailing thought in Philly sometimes is it won't ever actually – like, once you get super excited about something, it, it comes, and then it's oh, like, Oh, yeah, uh, something's well, going to happen yeah. to ruin this for sure. Of course sure. they lost, right? I mean, last night was unbelievable, and of course we're talking about – James Harden. Yes,
3: we are. And yeah. and I'm with you, dude. It, it's the most excited I've been about the Sixers since Iverson, since 2001. Oh, easily, yeah. Legitimately. And look, they were the one seed last year. There have been moments, that, you know, the Toronto series, there have been spots where you can get excited about this team. But but last night, and, and I mean, just first of all, seeing James Harden yeah. on the Sixers, a top 75, really top 50 player of all time, one of the great scorers of all time, one of the great players of a generation, a six-time first-team All-NBA guy, like, all the accolades, to see him in a Sixers uniform. Like, I was thinking about it. It's, it's It never happens where the guy who's already a superstar comes to the Sixers. If it's a superstar, it's because we drafted Iverson and he turns into yeah. one. It's because we drafted Embiid and he turns into one. Like, we had a star we knew was a star come into a Sixers uniform last night. It was like, surreal to watch,
4: man. And to live up to expectations. I mean, to, to have the game he did – and. And the team, 31-point
3: win against yeah. a, a playoff team. Well, a team they Minnesota lost to earlier in the season And at just home. a dominant performance.
4: Yeah, so the thing that stood out to me most about Harden, and, you know, I think we kind of have to start with this, and I don't want the this to overshadow the excitement of it, but they're just so much better with Harden than they were with Ben. Simmons. Oh, my God. Like, I, it's, it's, it's not even comparable. It's the elephant in the room that can't be ignored. Like, watching Joel Embiid, with an actual point guard, a point guard that's able to not only do the thing Simmons did, like Harden can be the point guard that Ben was from a passing perspective, from getting them in their set, the front, vision, con- all that yes, stuff, controlling yeah. the ball, like, you know, controlling the team and getting them set. He can do all that stuff. Some of the passes he made last night, the full court pass the to max Maxie. Was- yeah, like that was unbelievable. But there was one sequence that really stood out to me. It was probably like midway through the first quarter. Joel Embiid was at the top of the key, handed it to Harden, and Harden just shot the three. <laughs> just shot the three. Step right? back, like, boom, in. And, and Joel said after the game that he's never felt so open. So open. And I think happy. Like, just seeing the look on Joel's face after the game and, and what he had to say, and even during the game. Like, the when Harden made his first basket, it was the and one where he took it at the baseline, got to the hoop, and made it. Like, there was, you could see Joel, and he would just had this smile on his face of like, wow, I have an actual point guard to play with. And not just an actual point guard. Like, a legitimate all-star. Like, as Im- awesome as Embiid is. A Hall of Famer! Yeah, and Embiid's awesome. Like, Embiid's MVP this year in, in my book. Harden's just as good as Embiid is. like
3: Oh, better hard- historically, yeah. Hard-
4: yeah, better historically. But, yeah, I just think watching this team with a legitimate point guard just highlighted how obvious it was that Ben's flaws were holding this team back.
3: I mean, it was the easiest 34 points Embiid has ever scored. It looked like it was nothing. It was no problem to put up 34. Like, he could have done more if he wanted to. And it felt like that for everyone. I mean, it was the easiest game Maxie's ever had, and he was great last night, and Thibel scoring, and and all this stuff. Like, it was just, you could just see how how Harden
4: on the floor for this team just opened everything
3: up, completely changed their offensive philosophy as a team.
4: Well, I think it was either midway through the third or, or just towards the end of halftime. I'm watching the game, and I thought to myself, wow, Embiid's not playing that great. Like, maybe, you know, the Harden thing's going to take some adjustments and all that. And I looked down at the box score, and he's got 19 and 7. Exactly. You know, so it's easy. It, but it, but the offense and the team looks so much better when it doesn't have to run through a center. It didn't
3: look like he had to work so hard yes. for it, so it almost – you didn't even realize it was happening. It
4: was happening. All of a sudden, you look
3: up, he's got 30 points. It was like, sweet. All yeah.
4: Right. So, so when they traded for Harden, my initial thought on it was, nice, they're getting, like, a score, right? They're getting somebody – that what they needed and what they lacked last year in the playoffs was when Joel couldn't dominate down low, they had nobody on the perimeter that could, that could save him, nobody that could take the ball at the top of the key and say, okay, we need a basket, I'm going to get us a basket. Tobias couldn't do it, Ben certainly couldn't do it. Maxie last year was, was a, a rookie, so it wasn't fair to ask him to do it. And even this year, I don't think it's fair to ask him to do it yet at this point of his development. So they got the score in Harden. But what they also got was such a floor general. Like I've watched Harden throughout his career. I haven't watched him as closely as I did last night. His basketball IQ is just off the. He's charts. a savant. Like, like he is. Unbelievable. A, he is
3: a basketball genius. Yeah, I think that's one of the more underrated things that when when we got Harden, that a lot of Sixers fans didn't really think about is is what this guy like. It's not just pure athleticism for Harden, and it never has been. Really, right. since OKC, you watch like old Harden highlight videos. Which yeah, I've been doing a lot leading I up know, to that yeah. game. Cause I was ready for it. I've told you. I think I said on the air on Monday. I watched a 96 minute video of step back shots from yeah. him. 96 minutes of step back shots. Yeah, I
4: didn't get it at the time. Now I understand a little uh, and, more. And
3: and the thing is that you see with him, like it's it's it, in OKC, he was like uber athletic. You could see those old highlights. You're like, whoa, look at that. But then it's never been about that. It's been about him knowing where to be on the court, knowing what what he can get, how to get his own shot, where his players are around him, how to set it all up. It's all that stuff. It. Floor general is a perfect way to put it, and it's exactly what this team needed. It's yeah. the one thing this team needed, a guy who could be a floor general who could dribble and shoot and facilitate the offense. It, it makes it so much, and again, we know, look, caveat, one game, you know, I get it, it was only one game. Minnesota's playing on a back-to-back, like there are a lot of type of things you can look at, but... Man, when you look at this team and and what they showed last night, and again, you can also say with the one game thing, it's also the first time these guys ever played together. Yeah. I mean, how much chemistry can grow from that? I just don't know how you can be a Sixers fan, watch last night's game, and not be incredibly excited for what this season can be and what the future holds.
4: So James Harden made five threes last night. Ben Simmons. ben Simmons. made five threes in 275 <laughs> games with <his>. And <laughs> so honestly, true. I can't remember a single one of them. Like, they were probably mostly heaves, and I think maybe once he shot, he I remember the shot one it. when everyone got all
3: excited. Yeah, I was
4: against the Pelicans, if I remember correctly. But, uh, yeah, no, so I just think having a, a guard at the top of the key that can do what he does, it makes the whole Ben Simmons debate over these last few years just seem so foolish. And I think now it's easy to look back because everyone in the city is, you know, saying, well, yeah, clearly they should have moved on from Ben. But, you know, two years ago, a year ago, there were a lot of people that thought, no, ben, you know, Ben brings a lot to the team and all those things. And I'm not completely diminishing what Ben did. But it was so obvious that they needed a guard like this in Harden. And watching him last night, it was it was fun. Like, that's the other part of it, too. It was fun. Like, it was just
3: you, really fun to watch.
4: You mentioned uh, how this is the most excited you've been since uh, the Sixers-Iverson. Like, when Iverson was playing on the Sixers back in, like, one 2 all that stuff. I grew up on Iverson. Like, in, growing up in the city watching basketball, like I grew up on Iverson. Like, that style of player, right? So, as exciting as Joel Embiid is, I just don't enjoy watching centers play as much, right? Like, it's nothing against Joel. It's just not my cup of tea as a basketball fan. And it was just awesome to watch the Sixers have a player again that can dribble, that can shoot, that attacks the basket, that can, you know, take over a game, right? Like, there was a point last night where I think he made two threes in back-to-back trips or something like that. I'm like, man, we haven't had an electric score like that, like that does it that way since Iverson. So when I just look at this roster, they're just so extremely talented. And I'm not in the Sixers locker room. No one is, I guess, because of COVID. But I'm not around them as much. But just watching them on TV, it really felt like we're at the first start of what's going to be a very special ride. Yeah. Like, it just felt special.
3: It feels special. And I want to get into the ramifications that quickly before we move on from this specific point I uh, credit Daryl Morey. I think yeah. a lot of people out there gave this guy a lot of crap for for how this thing played out. And oh, he's waiting to trade Simmons and just trade him for nothing and all that and whatever. Like just get rid of the guy and all that. The fact that Daryl Morey was able to get James Harden here in season without giving up Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Steible, like is a coup. Yeah. It is a masterclass in general managing. Like this guy deserves all the credit in the world for this move and getting this team to where they are right now. And to your point, like it is real. Like I don't I wouldn't say they're a lock to win the title or you know the fate I wouldn't say they're the favorite to win the title. I still think you got to give Milwaukee their due in the Eastern Conference or the reigning champs. Yeah. They're still really good. Giannis is still one of the three best players on the planet. All that stuff, but
4: but can the Sixers win the title this year? You're damn right they can. And they couldn't have before. They couldn't have. Like we could have talked ourselves into it last year when they were the one seed. Like, we saw. We saw what this team was in the postseason. And if you don't have elite guard play, you cannot win in the postseason. I mean, look at the Suns. The Suns got Chris Paul, and all of a sudden—and they had Devin Booker. Like, they got Chris Paul, and they they ended up in the finals last year. The Bucks last year, they—obviously, Giannis was their best player, but they got elite play from Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. The Sixers didn't have anybody on their roster prior to the trade that could do what those guys did. And that's not a slight at Maxi. Maxie's a second-year player. And I also think what you saw with Maxie last night was— he is much better in, like, the attack the basket, like, shooting guard Yeah, role. when he
3: doesn't have to bring the ball up and yeah. be in charge of running the offense and all that type of stuff. Because I huge. think his
4: natural instincts, and it's such a difference from Ben. Like, I hate to keep bringing Ben up because I don't want to rain. We have to, though. It is what it is. But it was, like, the ultimate victory lap last night. And I think if you're the Nets and you're watching that game last night, you had to be furious and embarrassed. Like, furious the fact that you had to give up James Harden and embarrassed by the fact that you got pretty much nothing back in return. Like, how do you trade that player? How do you trade James Harden and not get Tyrese Maxey back? It's it's insane. And look, in the times we've done Sixers, uh, Go Sixers Radio, I said I would have traded Tyrese Maxey to get James Harden, right? Guess what? I'm happy they didn't, right? It wasn't <laughs> like I was willing. You know, I was, like, saying, please take it. I was saying if that's what it took. And the fact that they were able to get James Harden without trading Tyrese Maxey Maxie is really going to thrive in this third this third role, like being the number three guy. I think his natural instincts is so much more of a score. Like, he can run the point, but I don't think he's a special point guard. I think Maxie is a special score. Like, I think this is why I compare him to Lou Williams, honestly, in a lot of ways. I think he can be that guy that, like, a smaller type guard that can really, like, fill it up quickly. And you saw that last night. Like, with, with Harden running the show, Maxie's ability to move without the ball in his hands, both in the half court and in the full court, like – he, he's a special guy that has a scorer's mentality, and it fits so much better with Harden because I think Harden, as good of a scorer as he is, last night, like, his natural instinct was to pass. He wanted to run the team. He did not want to just score the ball. He actually, like, distributed the ball well, looked for guys. So I thought it was incredibly impressive.
3: Yeah, and and to that point, I mean, I think the Maxis, that you know, Tobias was quiet last night. There will be nights where where Tobias has that type of night. All these guys, they're going to get way more open looks, way more better scoring opportunities because now you have both Harden and Embiid on the yeah. floor, and that, that takes up so much of the defense's attention. All right, we're going to spin it forward. We'll get to the phones in just a second, 215-592-9494, to get in to talk Harden Sixers. And, of course, if you want to talk Eagles, like, in name, we are Go Birds Radio. Right. We are still down in talk Eagles. Elliot is going to the Combine on Monday. Leave on Monday. Leaves on Monday. So we'll definitely get into that. If you want to ask any questions about the Combine, anything like that, we are we are super happy to talk about it. But quickly, we're going to get to the phones in a sec. Let's spin this forward with this Sixers team. Again, it was only one game, but it was as, you know, as, uh, as exciting and as horrible. It won with 31 points and Hard was amazing. Like, he was yes. plus 35. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, what are your expectations for this team? Because we're talking about they can win the title, and I think they can, and they can win the Eastern Conference, but there are other good teams. Milwaukee's really good. Phoenix is really good. Golden State's good. Uh, The Eastern Conference in general has tough teams. I don't think the Nets – I'm not scared of the Nets, but there are people out there who are. The Heat are a good team, the Bulls. What do you expect – from the Sixers team the rest of the season.
4: I think the expectation should be to win it all. Nice. I, I mean, I just flat out like they are ta- the roster is talented enough to win it all. They have a head coach who I certainly I think at times has done a poor job. Like his substitutions last night were better. There was not as many all bench lineups. It's almost like
3: Daryl dummy proofed the the yeah, roster for him in a way. At this point, yeah. But
4: I think it was at the end of the third that they he had an all bench lineup in there. But regardless, for the most And the they game, were up like 20 points yeah. at that point. So it's like, all right. Whatever. When it mattered, he did a much better job. But he's still a championship winning head coach for what it's worth. He was named one of the top 15 coaches of all time. Mm. Like, again, I'm not a huge Doc Rivers guy. But he's my, my biggest concern. If I have
3: my biggest worry about will this team win it all, Doc.
4: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. But ultimately, looking at the rest of the league, I think their expectation should be to win it all. You don't have a team this talented and not have that expectation. The whole benefit of trading for Harden now was to get an extra run in the postseason. And and maximize this Embiid season, too. Yes, absolutely. Now, if they get to the finals and they lose, you know, I don't think that's like a failure of a no. season. But they have to get out of the second round. Like, no question that about is, it. That is a must. That and, is a must. And honestly, like, losing to the Nets, w- I'll say just being crushing, I think would, would be a bad loss. I think losing to the Heat would be a bad loss. The Bucks, I think, are the only team where if they lost to them in a competitive series, you could go into next season and say, okay, you feel good about where this team is at. But with how talented they are, it's not just Joel and Harden. It's Maxi. It's Tobias. Like, Theibel had, I think, 11 points, 11 or 12 points last night. Like, you can see how the pieces fit so much better with Harden, how much he makes it all flow so much better. This team is good enough to win it all, and I think that should be the expectation. Expecting anything less, I think, is selling short what this roster is. Yeah,
3: I I agree. I think, you know, like, expecting is, is a loaded term. Like, I don't. You know, I I don't think you could say I expect any team to win the title. Like I think it's all percentage. You know, they are. Daryl Morey himself said what, thirteen to fifteen percent chance. Like, and that's a good percent yeah, chance. There's Thirty teams in the league. exactly. Yeah. So so I, I think you know it's a loaded term, but I agree with you. I think that. The expectation should absolutely be they should be in the Eastern Conference Finals, without a doubt. Like, that, if they don't get out of the second round, unless, you know, like it's a seven-game series against Milwaukee in the second that round. That happens to be. Like, the, may, they, the, they, the Bills got knocked out yeah, in the second it, round. It, but, it, yeah. it, bad luck, you get Milwaukee in the second round, whatever. Like, theoretically, I could see a scenario. But for the most part, on a, on a bottom-line level, like, they need to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they should be expected to at least be one of those teams that has a real chance to win it all. And I think it's okay to expect them to be in that discussion.
4: So to circle back to Doc Rivers really quick, I I do think part of the reason the expectation should be that they win it all this year or at least get to the finals is I understand it's hard in season to adjust to bringing in a player like Harden. Traditionally, teams that have made those type of trades in season don't win it that year. But this is why you pay all the money for Doc Rivers, right? Like, this is why you pay for who's supposed to be an elite head coach is to make these type of adjustments on the fly and make them a team that can do it. They don't have a Brett Brown or, like, some younger coach. They have a seasoned coach that should be expected to do it.
3: Yeah, and also I think Harden himself is the type of player who, as we talked about before, with the basketball IQ and all that, can know how to fit himself in, find ways to fit himself in and all that. But I think it's a good point. All right, 215-592-9494. Where do you stand on the Sixers after last night? Is it fair to say they should be expected to be a title team, a title type of team, and just a general excitement? Because, look, we don't, especially as Sixers fans, like we don't get this that often. Like a real deal, true title chance. Again, I'm 40 years old, and I was one and a half or whatever when they won the title, like, almost two. Like, I've never seen it in my life that I remember. So so th- it's a rare—they've only been in the— they've only been in the Eastern Conference Finals once in my life. So, like, this is a, a real exciting—it's it, a time to— it's okay to be excited about the
4: Sixers. And it's not just as Sixers fans. In Philly, there are not many times there's special teams. Totally. Like you think about the Phillies teams. I've that,
3: only got two titles in my lifetime on all my sports, right? I guess.
4: Even if you look at the non-title teams, like the the Phillies, when they won it in 08, then the next few years, they were special teams, right? Like the four aces, all that stuff. The Eagles, the year with Andy, they were special teams. Mm-hmm. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 0, uh, 017, they weren't special going into the year. Like, they turned they into it. They ended better. up being special. Right. So, I think very rarely in Philly do we have a team where we can look at and say, This is a special team. And I think that's absolutely what the Sixers team
3: is. 215-592-9494. Let's start out where we do every Saturday at this time when he is back and good Mm. to go. We love it. Our buddy Tom in Abington. Yo,
1: Tom. Yo, St. James, best producer in the land. How we doing, brother? What up,
3: pal? How are you, man?
1: (laughs) Elite sure. (laughs) We're back. We are
4: officially back. I missed that pause. Elite short, elite Shore parks. That's absolutely right. That's the. I didn't
1: know you were an Embiid hater. I'm not an
4: Embiid hater. I
1: kind of sounded like
4: it. Well, look. I mean, I don't know what you're referencing. Am I honest about the fact that Embiid has had postseason struggles? Yeah, that's absolutely the truth. No, 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 but no, no, but you, I also you, said he's you, an MVP this year. So I don't know how that would qualify as an. You MB just hater. said you
1: didn't. You didn't. Like watching centers as much. Well, I'm just that's saying,
4: like, I grew up watching <laughs> Iverson. I like guards that attack the basket. Like, wow. That's what I enjoy
1: more. Okay, oh, yeah, listen. I'm with you, Tom.
3: Seeing a seven foot two guy be able to do it and be done is, is, a, is about the coolest yeah. thing you can this see on a, a basketball preference court It's right.
1: not a shot at a listen, beat. it's a personal Save preference. some of that fire for the end because we still have to discuss uh, Danny Green. Okay, okay, but real yeah, quick, ooh, Love it. Daniel real it. quick, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the model of courage that we see unfolding in Europe in President Zelensky. Uh and really the courage of the Ukrainian people. They're oh. showing the world that uh, Putin's a modern-day Hitler. Someone's got to stop him. They're going toe-to-toe with the Russians, and uh, they're in my thoughts and prayers. That yeah, thought.
3: Tom, so couldn't agree with you more, obviously. And Zelensky, to your point, I mean, he was like— they, the US was like, Let's get you out of there and he's like, I don't need a ride, I need nah. ammunition. Yeah. Like that was yeah. his line. Like, yeah. I, I it's been uh it's been really He's a Philly guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been unbelievable to see uh the Ukrainian people kind of band together the way they have and, it's and whether amazing. it's people in power or people not in power, like it's it's been um you know, you you're really thinking about them right now, I'm
1: with you. Yeah, there. yeah, and it affects us all too. So, uh, listen, I, I, everything I'm about to say, I understand it was one game. As you pointed out, James, it's against the Wolves. They're off a of back-to-back. I, I get all that, but you know I'm bullish on this team, right?
5: Yeah, so, you should be. You
1: should be. Well, yeah, I, I see. All right, so I, I will pre- – all right, I'm going to be hot take Tommy today, okay? Which I never have a it's hot take. Time, you guys man. know that. It's about
5: time you bring something interesting <laughs>
1: okay. to the table, you know? <laughs> Ready? Daryl Morey will go down as the best – acquisition by the Sixers ever when they hired him. Love, as GM. What a
3: take. I love this take. This it makes <laughs> my heart happy. I've always been a Daryl guy. I love Daryl. I think he's super smart. I love the way he goes about his business. Well
1: listen Go ahead, it's, sir. it's 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 all maturity too. Like he's been around. Harden's been around and the beard looks great and red, white and blue might I add.
5: Yes. Um
1: I, I mean I expected that from from James and from Joel. Like them to mesh like that. Because great players will be great players. I didn't expect like the rest of the team to pick it up. Like maxie looked he looked fast and quick last night. Yeah.
3: And he's gotten to be much like his improvement as a shooter as in the short time he's been in the NBA has been so impressive. Like, you know, not he's to not to quick. again do what Elliot did before, but like you look at a guy like Ben who was here for four years and didn't Oof. improve his game at all. One I own, it's the exact same player four years later. And then you look at a kid like Maxie and how much he's improved from being the twenty first pick in the draft. To what when he Matthew, is now when
1: is so impressed. When he drives the lane and, and floats that ball over whoever's defending him, man, that's a thing of beauty. Yeah. And, and, and to your point, James, with, with Ben, like Ben and Joel, they weren't ready to win anything, right? Maturity wins chips in the NBA. We all know that. Yeah. That's a fact. Um, and Harden's been around long enough, and I think Joel matured right in front of us. Well, Joel and-
4: certainly had, as we talked about at the top of the, the phone call, like he's had his playoff experiences now. He's not going into the postseason raw. Like he has bad right. luck. So yeah. I think he's at a point in his career when, where, to your point, like he is mature enough to win. Right
3: and he now. showed he's going to put the work in on the game. He's gotten better Correct. year after year. He's gotten in shape. Remember, we always used to be like, oh, I'm beating on shape. Every night he's going out and putting up 35. Yeah. And it's like, no problem. Like uh, he has worked to become a much better player. And that's why he's the MVP frontrunner.
1: And James Harden has already put the rest all. All the I, listen. I understand there could be issues down the road, but as far as being in game shape and how's he fit, in, I mean it's night and day with him and Ben. It's it's not even close. So Elliot, Danny Green, yeah. He's not elite in anything, you know okay. that. Right? So real okay. quick,
3: all right, real quick, let me just jump in here because I saw tweets about this, but I didn't actually hear it. What,
4: what's so the? I'll give it for the background. audience. I'll for I'll those who don't know, yes. So I wrote an article for 94.5p.com discussing who should be the fifth starter, Matisse Thybul or Danny Green, and I said obviously Thibault brings elite defense. He's a, one of the best defenders in the league, and I said Danny Green is an elite three point shooter, <laughs> and people had a problem with that. Now, now here's here's what I would say. Uh, Danny Green, first of all, is a top 53-point shooter of all time in the NBA's history, right? So right off the bat, if you're top 50 at something, I think you're considered elite. Right now there's only 11 active players in the NBA that have a higher three point career percentage. So like mm. if you want to tell me he's uh, he's definitely on the I think you could say he career. used to
3: be an elite three point shooter. Go, I think now he's a, a, a you say yeah, a good three point shooter. He's I don't think you could say Here's elite anymore. He's, he's shooting
4: James. 38% from That's,
3: I, not, I elite. Is after that's not elite. elite, elite, elite sure park, that's not elite 38%.
1: But on that's not elite. You got to be over 40% sure to be parks likes to bring up numbers, but you could twist numbers to make any argument you want. Just use your eyes, Elliot. Use your eyes. Look, again, I'm not Look, I test. I
4: agree that he's probably on the downswing in that way, but the ultimate point I was making in this reference, and it turned into something completely different, is he's a way better shooter than Matisse Thibel. Like that's what would be his argument,
1: which for is being true. A that I will. That right, I will. Well, to end as hot take, Tommy, I see two chips with this group of individuals oh, we have Tommy, is, I'm loving it, I'm, uh, I, dude. I, I'm stoked, man. You my guys heart have a is happy, buddy. Weekend. You too, my man. All uh, right,
3: you're, you're the best, Tommy. Yeah, look at that. And Tom, we know, is usually, you know, not
4: necessarily spins to the negative, but is very real about yeah. what, you
3: know, he's not one to be like, we're going to
4: win it all. So. Well, I think to yeah. what he said about the eye test. Like, choose your eyes. Like, if you watched that team last night, you could see that they're really, really good. No doubt. No and doubt. It's hard to win a championship. Who knows what will happen? But they're clearly good enough well, to Well, we it. were
3: talking about this before the show and 215 592 we were talking about this before the show, but like, no matter what series is, uh, funny enough, unless it's against the Nets and Kyrie can play every game, like, it is inarguable that they will have two of the three best players in any
4: series they're in. And yeah. that, that's that's pretty exciting. And, and, and in, potentially in some, the two best players. Well, I was going to say, in a lot of series, the best yeah, two players. Yeah. I mean, they are better There's than anybody heat, on the Bulls. The Bulls the all heat. Stuff, totally. well, I mean, every other team in the East, besides like the Nets and the Bucks.
3: 215 592 94 94. If you want to get into talk hard and talk Sixers, excitement and of course like we said elliot is going to the combine next week he is leaving on monday so we'll get into that coming up as well 215-592-9494 it's elliot it's james it's go birds radio and let me remind you it's time to hoop it up with the park sportsbook app college hoops pro hoops you can bet before or during the game live in game betting is a wild ride yes during the game the home team are guys the only sportsbook app that we here at go birds recommend nobody does the live in game better uh, live in-game betting better than park sportsbook app you can bet on player performances like points rebounds assists check out same game parlays which are a blast or you can make future bets right now bet on basketball you can bet on all kinds of stuff that's going to happen who's going to win it all all that type of stuff uh you can do it all with the park sportsbook app And of course coming up who will win the college basketball championship in march that is going to be a blast to bet on as well so pro hoops futures who will win it all the Parks Sportsbook app does it all and don't forget now open the new Parks Racing Sportsbook located right inside the new Chicken & Pete Sports Bar and Crab House in Malvern PA play there get paid there the
4: Parks Sportsbook app. It's
3: Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook Go Sixers
4: Radio. So on the Eagles tip though I do have an Eagles, Eagles question tip. I have I like a e- good Eagles tip. Go yeah, ahead. I have an Eagles question for Just you. Just the tip. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not <good. laughs> um so I got into this debate with Ike yesterday uh-huh. I'm curious where you fall on this. We we're, were debating the word elite, right? Cuz he was mad at me about the Danny Green elite mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I said I thought the Eagles had an elite running game last year.
3: Yeah, I think the Eagles had an elite
4: running I think game so last too, year. right? Yeah, sure. And would it I mean they me... were the
3: best running team in the league? They broke all like the franchise records for like nine yeah. games in a row with this that
4: like they were over 200 multiple times. Yeah, I think they absolutely had an elite and running game. I think what made them elite was they other than the playoff game where everything was a disaster, they were able to run the ball every time they needed to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the year, they weren't running the ball. That's different than not being able to do it. They just literally weren't running the ball. But against the Saints, they went up. remember going into that game. They were game, the best
3: running events in the league at that
4: point. Yeah, and they ran all over them. They went mm-hmm. to Denver and ran all over the Broncos. So what it made me realize was, what do you think is more important when you're talking about an elite running game? If You had to rank these three things. The quarterback, the offensive line, and the running backs.
3: I mean, I think the offensive line is first. I know that's the – cliche answer, but it's just true. Well, that's I what mean, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, I think the offensive line is the most important part of a great running game. Fascinating question. I think it's specific to the Eagles, because obviously, like, if a team doesn't have a great running quarterback, you could still have a great running game with a great running back. So, like, I don't want to diminish what a running back is, but I do think that the reason the Eagles were so, so elite outside of the offensive line was the Hurts option, was the, the dynamic, it could be Hurts, it could be Miles, it could be Boston, it could be Jordan. Like, they had different options along with a great offensive line. So I think specific to the Eagles, I do think the quarterback played a big role in it.
4: So I agree with you in that regard, but I think even if you remove specific to the Eagles, like if you said to me, Elliot, build an elite running game, it would obviously start with the offensive line, mm-hmm. that without question. But I think an elite running quarterback helps a running game more than an elite running back Look, I both. mean,
3: we just, I mean, like you would say the Eagles don't have an elite they don't. running back, that's right? An, that's an interesting. And they don't even have, it. like, you could argue they don't have, like, a top 15 running back, right? They might not even have a top very good running guy. back. guy. Yeah, who
4: knows? Yeah. yeah I mean, Miles sure. Sanders is the closest thing to a They certainly
3: game. made, Jordan Howard was, was literally practically out of the league, and they made him look like a star for weeks. Yeah, Boston Scott's a, a backup guy, and they made him look like a star when he was on the field. So, yeah, I think it's there's an interesting angle on that.
4: So, another quick question for you. When you use the word elite, do you think elite is in, is in regard to compared to other teams in the league that season? Or do you think elite is talking about, like, you know he's an elite player that because I've watched sports for twenty years and I can tell he's elite. At I think
3: it. I think it's co- contextual. I think it can okay. be, I think it could be both things. I think you could say oh the Eagles have an elite running game and be talking about this year, or you could be talking about uh, a team and saying wow they have an elite all time running game or whatever. I think you can. I think it's all about context.
4: Okay, I was just curious because I think the Eagles were definitely an elite running team last year. Now could they run on like any team in the history of the NFL? Probably, Probably not. Right. Yeah. But I mean they they were pretty good last year. Yeah. So I it's think an, they have do have an elite running.
3: Interesting game. question. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Coming up a little later, we'll get into Elliot going to Indy. Well, I'm combine action. You should
4: be. Yeah, I'll, be I'll be excited once I get there. Yeah.
3: So we'll we'll get into that coming up. And if you have any Eagles questions or combine questions, what do you want to hear from Howie? What do you want to hear from Nick? All that stuff. We are happy to take those calls. Elliot will be happy to take those calls. But of course, well, go Sixers radio today. So, James Harden, the excitement from last night. Let's get into it all. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Tennessee and talk to our buddy, Justin. What up, pal? What's happening, fellas? How
6: y'all
4: doing today? Man, a early show call from Justin. Love, Love to it. see that. It's
6: beautiful thing. Tell
4: you know it's a big day.
6: Yeah, yeah I've been out the last couple of weeks. Sorry about that. No, We've it's all good. Missed you, buddy, but good to hear you. I'm never gonna going to forgive
3: on. you for it, but go ahead. We're good.
6: I, I, I really don't know how to act with this being Go Go Sixers Radio. I, know. Uh, I wouldn't expect them that, but I guess I should have with the performance that Mr. Harden put up last night. But uh, we'll still I, talk
3: Eagles, I, brother. If that's where your mind's at, don't
6: worry. Well, no, I'm. I just I'm just happy for for Sixers fans because what what they've had to suffer through. With Ben for the last what five six years, yeah, whatever. It's and been. the
5: process and, before
6: that,
3: like it's been yeah, a it's it, been a serious, you know, it's been a a run of suffering for Philly fans, that's for sure.
6: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The the years of losing on purpose just to get those top picks to finally kind of see it, I guess, work out. It's uh, I'm happy for y'all, man. I, I've said it before. I'm not a huge basketball fan like I used to be when I was a kid, but I mean, I I'm tickled for y'all just seeing everybody's reactions on Twitter and. And all that stuff, it's its pretty cool, man. I, I like it. But something I, I want to kind of get to, mm-hmm. its it's been a little bit of a debate here. I guess last time I called the Marks and Reese show when uh, Elliot was seven for Marks. Right. Uh, your sa- your
4: second favorite show,
6: the Marks and Reese Or <laughs> <laughs> third. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, third. Well, yeah. James, well, Jack always fusses at me. He said, would you please just have a take? And, oh. I, I mean, well, James knows me. I, I don't. I don't like to step on nobody's toes. I I like to get along with everybody, but I think I'm going to have a take today. All right, let's hear
3: it. Tommy takes to (laughs) start the show.
6: Justin takes now. This is a beautiful thing. (laughs) Well, my take is going to be uh, my allegiance. And I I came to go birds by way of Bleeding Green Nation, by way of Brandon Lee Gout reading on that website. Yeah. And then you know, shout I, out to BLG, to, love that guy. Yeah, shout out to BLG, love BLG. Team hyphen. And I, I started. It's my daughter, my
3: daughter calls him Uncle Brandon for those wondering. So. Well,
6: There you go. That's yes. just how awesome BLG is, man. He's like a gentle giant, probably with her. I could only imagine. Wow. But, it, she,
3: dude, she, it's so funny. Like she is obsessed with him. It's like the like she likes Uncle Brandon more than she likes like her actual uncle. It's so funny. <laughs>
6: <laughs> it happens, dude. It does. It does. But that's that's how I came to WIP. By, like I said, by way of reading Bleeding Green Nation with Brandon Lee Gatton and then listening to Bleeding Green Nation with James and Barchard, and now it's transferred to Go Birds with mm-hmm. James and Elliot. That's my allegiance, guys. That's where I started. I, I mean, I, I ain't trying to make nobody mad or hurt nobody's feelings, but Jack wants me to have a take. That's my take. Oh, it go it's there it is. There it is. My man, I, Justin. I, I, I love Marks and Reese and Jack, and I love the midday show. But I mean, James knows where where it, where I got started at. Listening to this through the that's podcast, what we tried to tell people we
2: love it. it. This is this the, game the radio made
6: right here. Slash app. But hey, that's that's I, I've been thinking about it, and Jack fusses. He says, "Would you please have a take?" That's my take. What a I great take! A call, call, call into their show and have that take morning. too. By the way, call in and tell Jack <laughs> I, I got a take I'm, for you. I'm I'm going to I'm oh. going to next week one day. But, I love. Uh, it. That's one thought I want to put out before I go on the Eagles. Uh, I think Cordero Patterson is a free agent. Yep. And I don't know who it was that floated it out there, but there was a possibility of maybe the Eagles looking at him and they think he could be had like two years for eight or 10 million, something like that. Is that something y'all might be interested in? Especially if they did were to able to trade Miles Sanders in the offseason. But I'll get off, keep listening. Hey, you all know, know what I say. I love you, boys. I mean it. You keep doing your thing, I'm going to keep listening. Oh, you. Man.
4: Love
3: you, pal. You're the best.
4: So, I know Patterson had a really good year for the Falcons, and I know he showed that he can play the running back position. There is still part of me that's skeptical on, like, a team that's trying to win it all, that he can be, like, an actual playmaker on that team. Well,
3: whenever a guy at the age of 30 all of a sudden busts right. out, it's always, like, uh, in a contract year on a bad team. Yeah. So, I mean, look, two years, ten million. And to be fair, if you look at his season, started out awesome, like the first eight nine games was one of the best players in football, and really did tail off. He still scored touchdowns towards
4: the end of the year, but there are some games in there where he was not able to move the ball on the
3: ground and stuff like that
4: too. My my concern with him would be he's a type of guy that you have to work to get the ball to, and I just don't know if he's good enough on a good team that I'm willing to commit part of my playbook to a Cordell Patterson package.
3: Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go to Marlton and talk to
4: Mike. Yo,
7: Mike. Yo, James.
4: Yo, Elliot. How we doing today, guys? What up, Mike? How you doing?
7: I'm doing good. Um, I have a couple of fixes points. Um, The first is, um, Howard, I told you so. Um, I just want to put that out there about James Harden. Uh, I know it's a little premature, um, but when it comes to the playmaking, the passing uh, that I was seeing from James Harden, uh, it made me so relieved that Ben Simmons is going RIP to the graveyard with J. Hill Okafor Uh, Spencer Halls and all the rest of those guys. Um, And when I say that, I've been a fan of basketball since I was 12. um, And I had to watch the most atrocious basketball I've ever seen. Uh, And it was horrible to the point that I wasn't even a Sixers fan. I was a Bulls fan. Uh, I have to admit that because they were so down bad.
3: Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know if I like that, Mike. I don't know if I. was is this like a Derrick
7: Rose years? I was I was twelve. I was gonna say, is this a Derrick uh, Rose
3: years? Uh, then I blame your parents. Gotta do a better <laughs> job there. It's not okay.
7: Yeah, I'm the only sports uh, fan in the house. I, 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 really I would. I and would and keep that, that one to
3: yourself moving forward. I would not. Uh, I would not right, let people know that one.
7: You watched last night. All right. Though. Well, <laughs> I'm a big. I'm a big fan, and I'm gonna say this: when it came to James Harden, everyone's saying, "Oh, he's gonna leave. Whatever." You know what I'm saying? I'm saying Kyrie and Kevin Durant are very ball-dominant. Are people forgetting that, like, they also have have the ball in their hands? Because James Harden is going to be very, very um, well with uh, Embiid because they're just not, like, they're ball-dominant, but there's two of them, not three. And I just think that's really going to, like, come into fruition later. Um, And as far as, like, um, I'm forgetting the word here, but – Legacies, yes. yeah. Legacies, when it comes to Doc Rivers, Embiid, and Harden, I think that's your narrative. And when you think about it, Doc Rivers has a lot to prove in the sense of he's not just some coach that's always going to choke in the playoffs. Embiid, Elliot, I don't know what you're talking about not, like, enjoying the big man drive because Embiid is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, Embiid's
4: awesome. I agree. I'm just saying I grew up watching Iverson. Like, that's who, that's the I, style that's, I
7: enjoy. It's not an anti Yeah. I don't know that because I'm I was I was one you know and it's right. crazy like I'm so in, in, enthused like James you heard me on the midday show the other day scream my lungs out it's because I've never seen anything people told me about AI people told me about this and that um, and then the other legacy I want to talk about real quick and the other legacy was Embiid um, Embiid I think he's tired of everyone saying he's fat slow whatever he's really worked on his conditioning he's hungry as hell I see it in his eyes it is so wonderful and uh, with Harden. It's the same thing. I don't think like he is this like animal of a man. Everyone's talking uh, about him, like like he gives up on everyone and everything. But I think he just got put in situations. He didn't want to be in in the
3: first place. He always wanted to be in Philly. Mike, great call. And I'm 100% with you on the Harden stuff. I think Harden's gotten a really bad rap. I mean, if you look at his career prior, like, he's a guy who's led the league in minutes like four or five times. He's a guy who plays every single game, is always out there, always fighting. And it's just because of this kind of... And first of all, you can't blame him for wanting out of Houston. Like, the next thing we could talk about, whatever, even though it does seem like he wanted to come here and they wouldn't trade him to Daryl, So I get that part of it, too. But in Houston, like... The thing fell apart, and they got rid of Daryl. They fired his guy. Like, what? You know, I get it from Harden being like, "All right, this is not a, a winning formula here." I gave it like close to a decade of my career, or whatever it was. I gave you guys everything I had. Like, I'm okay with him wanting out of Houston. Well, and also Harden's been
4: in the NBA for how many years now? Twelve, thirteen, something like that. Right? Yeah, it was
3: the 09 draft. So, right. yeah, so, twelve, thirteen.
4: Yep. So we're talking about one year where this happened in yep. one calendar year, pretty yeah. Much it's right a great from point. the beginning of the great Houston point. thing to, to when he got traded to Philly. And Joe DeCameron made a really good point this week, which is Harden stuck with those Houston teams a lot longer than I think other superstars totally. would have. Like, he didn't demand out of Houston. I mean, he got Russell Westbrook traded there and stuff like that. So I, I think that this idea that he like jumps ship and is a player that's just going to bounce to wherever, he's really only done it one time, and it was understandable.
3: 215 94 94. Sixers excitement after James Harden's sterling debut last night. Next segment, we'll get into the combine as well. Elliott's. Thoughts on heading out to Indy for the 7th or 8th time, something like that. He's been there time quite a bit. Time flies. Quite a bit. So, uh, if you want to get in and ask a question about the combine, about the players or all that stuff, we'll take those as well. 215 9494 It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Talking some Go Sixers radio as well, reacting to last night's Sixers game, the James Harden debut, excitement, expectations of the season. But let's also... Get a little Eagles in there as well. The combine is coming up. You are leaving on Monday for the combine. Yeah. Quick thoughts on just heading to Indy for the combine, and then we'll get into some specific stuff.
4: So the unofficial start of the off season in a lot of way for for the Eagles. The Eagles uncharacteristic, kind of boring last month. Not really. So much especially going on. Like the last
3: two weeks has been like as unexciting in Eagles' time in in
5: years. I mean, there's
4: quarterback rumors, but even they sometimes feel a little, you know, manufactured as opposed to, like, something even close to happening. So I think it's an important week for the Eagles uh, in two, two regards, one from free agency and one from the combine. And free agency, or I should say from the draft. Free agency, this is kind of the beginning of free agency. All the a lot of the agents are going to be there. The general managers from other teams are going to be there. This is Howie's chance to talk to agents, to talk to their general managers, see which players are going to hit the market, how much they're going to cost. Uh, you know, is uh is Mike Williams from the Chargers gonna get franchise tagged or will he be a free agent? If he is a free agent, how much is his agent looking to get paid? Like this is a big week for Howie when it comes to information gathering. And for all of his strengths, weaknesses, you know, we can do the Howie debate, whenever. He is good at information gathering. Like, he has good connections around the league. He always, whether it's the right or wrong decision, it's always an informed decision. There's very few times where how he misreads a situation. So, this is a big week for that. This is finding out who's going to be available, how much it's going to cost. And with the Eagles cap situation, like, they have money to sign people, but they don't have money just to spend all willy-nilly. They have to make sure they're making smart, like, semi-frugal decisions with how they spend their money. So, from a free agency perspective, big week for that. For the draft, obviously, since it's a draft event with three first-round picks, it's going to be a big week for information gathering there as well, trying to figure out where players are on other teams' boards, if a player that they like at 16 is going to make it there. Um, I think a lot of the reason they traded down last year when they did is because they figured out Jamar Chase wasn't getting past the Bengals at five, Mm -hmm. and at that point, they were willing to move down, uh, and obviously ended up trading back up, um, ultimately, but... So big information gathering, but also a chance to get face-to-face with these prospects. I don't think the -the on-the-field drills – Matter as much. They're entertaining to watch. Uh, It's good for you know sports talk and stuff. But in terms of how much it moves players up and down the board, I don't really think it does that. So this will be a big week when they get a chance. They get 60 in-person meetings to get face-to-face with these guys, and that's especially big with quarterbacks. Right when they when they fell in love with Carson, it was because of the meetings. It was because of you know how he was able to uh, break plays down on a board, his football IQ all those things. So they're going to be meeting with Malik Willis. They're going to be meeting with Kenny Pickett. And this could be a time or a week where they really say to themselves, you know what? Like, we're going to seriously consider this guy. So huge week of information gathering. And then, of course, they're going to talk to the media. And with Howie only talking, you know, four or five times a year, it's always a big deal when he steps to the mic. I mean, he's very good at saying nothing. I'll give him uh, a credit for that. Right. So, I'd be surprised if he made headlines, but anytime they talk, it's certainly big news.
3: All right. So with that in mind, what positions should fans be focused on right now? Like, what are the positions where you think both from a free agency perspective, which actually happens sooner, we got the combine coming up, but then it's free agency like a week after Yeah, that, March 16th. March 16th. And then the draft late April or, or in April after that, what positions, and maybe what positions do you expect free agency and what positions do you expect the draft? But, but back to the phones in a sec, 215-592-9494 if you want to talk some Eagles as well. Um, what positions should should we as
4: fans be paying the most attention to heading into the Combine and then free agency? So let's take quarterback out of it just because that's another you – know, it's a completely different monster on mm-hmm. its own. Uh, the two positions to me that are critical for this team and I think should be top two – are wide receiver and defensive end. And you could rank them either way. I think defensive end is a more important position. Yeah, for me, that's so, the number one. So I would lean that way, but I think that it's a better free agency class at receiver than it is defensive end. So in that regard, I think it should be prioritized in free agency. But those are the two. If you look at the draft, it's not a strong quarterback draft, but it is a strong pass rusher draft. Like, there's a chance. And it seems defense in general, yes. right? Like, across the board. Safety, cornerback, uh, linebacker, linebackers. Linebackers, right? yep. So I think uh, they're going to have to – make big decisions this week on, you know, where they ranked how how their board falls. But at defensive end, you could see three or four defensive ends go in the first like six picks. And the Eagles need to figure out like we talk so much about the possibility of trading up or, you know, trading for for a quarterback. They could trade up for a defensive end in the draft. Like mm-hmm. they have three first round picks. If they think, you know, Hutchinson falls to three maybe, or if they think uh the pass rusher from Oregon, you know, is a is lead. Yeah, yep. Thibodeau, if he falls to five or six, do they move up for him? Because as much as they need another veteran receiver, and they definitely do. Like, the biggest hole on offense, again, outside the quarterback debate, is receiver. Pass rush is critical, and the pass rush was not good last year. They went through long stretches where they were not impact pass rush, and if they have to find, like, not just veteran guys, but young guys. Like, at least a receiver, you have Devontae to kind of build around. You have Dallas Goddard, who I know is a tight end, but a huge part of the passing game. When you look at the pass rush, like, there's Josh Sweat, and then you, if you want to include Hargrave, like he's there too. But they don't have anybody along the line that I think you project in two years could be like an elite player. I mean, Devontae Smith, you could see a world where in two years he's one of the top six or seven receivers in the NFL. I don't think you can see that with Josh Sweat. So they need to go and find an elite-level pass rusher prospect that they think can help kind of reshape the second coming of this defensive line with Brandon Graham and all them getting older.
3: 215-592-9494. So if you want to chime in on the Eagles as well, and of course, the Sixers, let's go
8: back to the phone, go to South Philly and talk to our buddy Darren. What up, D? What's up, brother? What's up, ESP? Bro, you do this every time. I have a specific topic and hot take I want to get to, and then you let Elliot talk. And then Elliot says some of the stupidest things oh, he can say.
5: And All right, messed let's hear up
8: it. My whole train of thought. Go ahead. So let me get my I have request for you, Elliot. Then I'll get to the dumb things you say. And then I have a hot take, time permitting. All right. My request good. is when you get to Indy, make sure you see those precious defensive uh, rushes that you're talking about. And keep, a, keep an eye and watch that kid from Michigan, Aiden Hutchinson, because he is a beast. Yeah. I hope and pray. He falls down and we somehow get him. And They'd yeah, have to trade I mean, up. Yeah, I mean, Obviously, he might go number one yeah. he's overall. The, I think I, he's the I, favorite I, I to the number I just, one. Yeah. I just want your take to sit there and see that because right. I get a lot of slack for being a Michigan guy. Right. It's not all hype. It's all fact. I just want it from your skilled eye. Let okay. me get to the stupid things you said. There are no, not a one quarterback in this draft that it should be considered or chosen in the first round. Period. It's not a QB class. So the simplists say, oh, wait, no. Just because a guy can talk in a good room, think about it. We had Carson Wentz. He shouldn't have been
4: drafted that high either. Well, I disagree I with mean, that. I disagree with they that. They won the Super Bowl because well, of, of Carson. I mean, whatever we think of Carson, Carson's injury was, Carson's career was derailed by injuries. Like, flat out. If Carson never tears his ACL, yeah, he was, he was a
3: fair, very much And look, Darren, while well, I generally agree, I don't want the Eagles to take one of these guys. One of these guys is going to be good. Whether it's Pickett or Willis, whoever, one of these guys is going to, like, history tells us, one of these guys is going to end up being a really good NFL quarterback. So, like, I get your point, but ultimately, at least one and maybe more of these guys end up being good.
8: But it shouldn't be. A, it should be a, pro, a priority at us.
5: I agree. Like, sure, I agree. agree. I, did,
3: should, I disagree. I mean, I think they have to talk to the guys, look into them. But I'm not. I'm not expecting a quarterback draft. You have to no, you now. That's I crazy. That's you have to. You I, you have I, to at least talk to them. Like you have to figure it out. Like due diligence is the most important position in sports, right. and you're due not sold and all that.
8: But I don't see it. I would. I I would be ultimately
9: really upset if we take a quarterback in this draft.
8: Um, but yeah, like, you see that's the thing, and uh, so you have. I saw your little article online or whatever about the Eagles draft and you don't see us taking a linebacker at all. Thank you so for reading just... yeah. well
4: I did have them drafting a linebacker if I'm not mistaken. I think it was not like in the first third... round, not in the first three picks. Yeah, you're right. Not, not in the first... first round, yeah. They should. That that is a position if you if you can't get a one of the elite de- de- uh, pass rushers,
8: you need a linebacker. The Eagles need to stop being in this Neanderthalist aspect of not valuing the linebacker because the last two or three seasons have proved that if you have a decent linebacker or a good linebacker, it helps your defense. Point blank, period.
4: No, look, I, Look. obviously, if they can get an elite playmaker, linebacker, that helps. But I think that when you're in the first round, like, you can't really go off what a need. You have to go off positional value. And, yes, they, the need, they need – On the best player. And the best player. But, oh, like, oh, but oh, they, hold, oh, on, oh, hold on, oh, hold on, oh, hold, on, oh, hold, oh, on oh. hold on. They need a linebacker. I agree with you. But the point I the point I was making in this mock draft is like pass rush is more important than linebacker, without Offensive a doubt. line more
3: important, but than but I I do think that there are, I think that they have undervalued that position, For sure, and there agree. are like I you know how I feel about Nicobe Dean. I think that guy's going to be a superstar, no problem with N'Kobe wherever N'Kobe. he goes. And it, and so seems you know, like so Lloyd is that not
8: going to be the 15th. The Georgia dude they talk about, brother, is I, not going
3: to be their 16th? D- D- Darren making? and I don't know. and great call, I, I I think he might be. He might not be. I don't know. It, Nicobe Dean. Yeah, it could be one. It seems like one of those players really could go either way on that. I just don't think these will do it. Like I want them to, especially with Gannon. We've talked about how his system, his defensive system, really does seem like it would thrive if it had at least one really athletic, talented linebacker back there. And I think they've gone, you know, too far with the undervaluing of the position where they literally don't get NFL quality players at that position or or not spending resources to get NFL yeah. quality players there. But I also have to go by the history of the Philadelphia Eagles and the history of this specific general manager and say it's unlikely they're going to take a linebacker,
4: but I year. do think three first-round picks helps because now if they do it, yes. keep all three, it like, allows them to kind of you can go serve both masters. Yes, type exactly.
5: Yeah.
3: No, it's a fascinating point. And look, I think there'll be a lot of Eagles fans who would be really happy if they did that. You well, know, I'm looking so, at one of them, you're damn right, buddy. Yeah. 94-94. Talk some Eagles. What positions most important? Who are some of the guys you like in the draft? Free agency is coming up. The Combine next week. What are you looking for And the Sixers? Go Sixers Radio with James Harden last night. Few open lines for the first time all show. If you want to get in now, 215-592-9494. We are going to run calls next segment, so get in now. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio, and let me remind you to hoop it up with the Park Sportsbook app, College Hoops, Pro Hoops. Bet before or during the game. Yes, during the game, the home team, our guys, At the Park Sportsbook app, the only sportsbook app that we recommend, nobody does the live in-game betting better than the Park Sportsbook app. Bet player performances like points, rebounds, assists. Check out same-game parlays or make those future bets. Now there are so many future bets to make on basketball, hockey, everything out there. It is just a blast. The app is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And it's just so much more fun to have some action on these games. We're going to be watching them anyway. It just adds to the whole excitement. Check out same-game parlays, which are the a blast. Or you can make those future bets again now. And who will win the college basketball championship in March? Pro Hoops Futures. Who's going to win it all? The Parks Sportsbook app has it all. And don't forget, now open. The new Parks Race and Sportsbook located inside the new Chickie and Pete's Sports Bar at, and Crab House in Malvern, PA. Play there, get paid there. The Park Sportsbook app. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliott Shore Parks, James Heltzer with you. Till three, John Johnson coming mm. up after that. I'm sure there'll be some, some Sixers talk with John. Oh, yeah. Would be my guest.
4: I mean, one good. of the Sixers' authorities in the city. Yeah, so.
3: yeah I, I will be listening. So yes. That'll be great. 205-592-9494. And we will take Sixers talk here today, of course, at the excitement of Harden's debut, and also some Eagles talk on the board as well. Let's get some calls this segment two one five let's go to wisconsin and talk to our buddy glenn hey glenn
10: hey how you guys doing
4: what up glenn how you doing
10: good um i wanted to see what you guys take is do you guys or if you know what the eagles think do you guys think they view the smith as more of like an x or a Z slash slot because i think if you kind of like figure that out you can kind of see where they might go in free agency or the yeah. draft um i kind of Personally, view him more as like a Z slot Cooper Cup kind of position, which isn't a a diss to him. Uh, I think it's a very important position. Well, if you
3: compare someone to Cooper Cup, that can't be a diss right now. You know what I mean?
4: No, I know, but even
3: still, when you say, you don't think you have to say that. I mean, Cooper Cup's the best receiver in football right now.
4: Glenn, what I would say is I think they view him more of an X. And the reason I would say that is because he is undersized, which is obviously, I think, part of this and probably part of uh, your question. But his ability to win at the line of scrimmage, I think, makes him an X. Like, he can create separation. And I also think one of the real positive developments from his first season is he made contested catches. Totally. Like, like you think about his size doesn't feel like an issue
3: when he's going up for the football game. Right.
4: And also, he can really win along the sidelines. So I think that he could be more of an X. But yeah, it's an interesting question. I I think uh, they think he can probably move inside if needed. I still think like a big-body receiver is going to be a priority for them this offseason, whether that's in free yeah, agency I, or in the draft.
10: I, I do think he can be an X. I think he'd be more well-suited Z slot kind of power, being able to hit, move him around. And if they went for like a uh, Trey Burks, like Arkansas, kind of like a perennial X that might be better for the offense moving forward Yeah, um, on that end there.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Devontae, again – and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but because of his ability to win at the line, like I do think you could put him pretty much anywhere. So I, I think when when it comes to drafting and free agency, you want to add a big body just because of the physical thing, but I don't think you need that a certain type of player, like in terms of a X Y, X, Y, you know, slot, that type of thing, because Devontae can move all around.
10: And then um, if you guys, if a player did fall in the draft and the Eagles were able to move up, what player would you want that to be most? Like if there was one player specifically that like fell a few spots from like the top five that you would be like really excited for the Eagles move for who would that be?
3: Great question, Glenn, and great calls always.
4: So uh, It's just so tough because I really think the pass rushers are going to go. Home. Yeah, I don't like, think there's they, any chance. I would like, I would t- like the guys
3: that were mentioned, Hodgins and Thibodeau, of course, I want those guys, but like right. I don't think
4: there's any chance they fall. So. so I don't know if this guy would qualify, but Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, people seem to view him as, as like a maybe 10, 11, 12 type range now as opposed to Eagles like 15, 16, 19. He's someone I would move up for. It, this probably does not check the box of what he's talking I about. I think Kyle Hamilton is
3: probably a name that actually, for a, lot, a, of, a lot of Eagles fans where he is for the most part, there are some drafts that are projected to be later, but for the most part, seems like a top 10, in some cases top five-ish type pick. But someone you could potentially see dropping He's a safety. Right. And, all and that. what I would
4: what I'd like about Hamilton is first of all, just like from a positional standpoint, I know they have safeties, no safeties. Yes. Yeah. Like at, right. But I think what they need in addition to just pass rush, and I, you know, ideally this player checks both boxes though. They just need someone that the opposing offense worries about. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at Micah Parsons, and he's an, an elite example of this, but he's somebody that
3: you game plan for. You
4: game plan for. Like, whether he's going to be a linebacker, pass rusher, wherever they line him up along the line, like all those things. He's someone the defense worries about. The Eagles don't have anybody the defense worries about. Like, Darius Slay is close to that, but it's just different with a cornerback than it is one of the front seven that could disrupt the quarterback. So, Kyle Hamilton, I think, would be good, A, because he can be a, a playmaker in the front seven. But also, he can play deep safety if needed, and that would allow, I think, Jonathan Gannon to not play as much, just too too high safety and be less conservative on
3: defense. We got Tom from Abington to start the show. Time to fulfill our Tom quota. We need both our Toms every Saturday.
0: Let's go to Vancouver.
3: Talk to our buddy Tom. Hey, Tom.
0: Oh, my gosh, gentlemen. How are you doing? What up, Tom? I was so happy to hear from uh, Tom from Abington. My God, I got to tell you guys, it's so funny when I listen to him. 90% I'm, 90% of the time, I agree with his takes. And his delivery is so excellent. So, Tom, shout out to you.
4: He's an elite caller, I would agree. You are as well, Tom, though. So don't, don't diminish.
7: <laughs> elite, elite, elite.
0: Yes, yes exactly right. good work right exactly. there,
7: guys. I see what you did. I, see I you did, did it first, but now yeah, I do. Yeah. good work.
0: Yeah, well, to do with the running game, and I do have other takes, but I, uh, I do want to say with the elite in the running game, my pessimism is that I expect the league to figure them out the same way as they figured out Chip Kelly and Doug with the RPOs.
4: Um, so
0: that's my concern let, let, well, about let that. Let me push
4: back on that really quick. I, I do think you're right. Like second year around, Sirianni's going to have to adjust just like all head coaches do. But I think with the running game, like their offensive line is so good. I don't know how much you can figure it out. Like, I don't think the Eagles ran the ball last year. Well, because of a scheme thing, I think Jalen hurts helped in that regard. And I'm not going to completely diminish the scheme part of it, but I think part of the reason they ran the ball so well, is just because they have a great offensive line with, huge size on it. I mean, my lot and Dickerson aren't getting any smaller next season. So you're right that there'll have to be adjustments, but I think from a running game perspective, they are set up well to, to be just as good.
0: Uh, you don't think that uh, Jalen's health is a key component of that, or do oh, you? for sure. Yes, yes definitely. definitely.
3: Yeah, of course. And I think we saw that in the second half of that, you know, or the, the last portion of the season where, and obviously he had the surgery after all that, like his his ankle was clearly worse than, than, was kind of put out there, and you could see it like it kind of got a little better towards the end. But like, I definitely think his inability to be a hundred percent runner guy
0: hurt their running game. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys, and that's why I actually do think that eventually they're gonna have to move on from him. Um, on the Sixers front, I watched that game, and oh my god, I 100% agree with you guys and all the listeners. It was so exciting to watch, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and it took me two minutes of watching. Just say, "Let me go put some futures money down." Love You're it. Probably not going to make it, it. it, but you never know. You never know. Let's it, go yeah. for it. It's
4: the only way to do it, man. You got to bet it to uh, to do it. They're good. You gotta, you gotta be still. in it not to win. Favorites,
0: it, as yeah. they
3: say. Tommy, we love it, brother. Thanks as always, my friend. So, so
0: last thing: good yeah. Ukraine. I'm glad that the U S. is supporting the country. They need the help. Don't let the U K. have to deal with this, just like World War II.
3: Love it, Tommy. Here we go. Who, quick, uh,
0: quick point
4: at the end. There. Yeah, just throwing yeah. in a World War II comment. <laughs> yeah. love, it. love Um it. but. As far as a Jalen Hurts ankle thing, let me let me ask you this. Yes. So you're on the radio every single day, yes. obviously, ten to two. You yes. Might have heard of him. His name's James Seltzer. <laughs> we do Go Birds Radio. Like, I I think this. Jalen Hurts ankle thing is a little bit of revisionist history. Like that when he came back from the ankle injury, I didn't hear many people say that. he I said looked, it
3: to you. I was like, he's not running as much. You could tell he, that he, he wasn't, wasn't as confident as, to run as much. No, I that. don't know.
4: He didn't look hampered to me. Oh,
3: he definitely did. I think I that was know. the
4: clear reason he wasn't running.
3: Why else wasn't he running well, no, as much? There was the
4: there was the time So why wasn't he running game. as much? Well, hold on, hold on. There was the time in the Giants game where he, the game where he hurt and he didn't run as much. Right and then there was and then when the he next came one, back. Yes. But he didn't run as much. But I, I, well, I'll i go back and look. Like I'd be he did see. Flat out, he didn't. I, I think initially he didn't, but as it went on, he did start to run uh, more. Not, but well, not like he was before. I, look, we're hands up. I'm wrong radio yeah. show. I will put my hand up. But right. I didn't think watching him that he looked hampered. I, I thought he
3: did. Okay, I really. Fair. I thought it was clearly different from like the, the 100% hurts, personally. Right, so, maybe
4: you brought it up. I just personally don't remember a lot of people calling and saying he looked hampered.
3: Let's go to South Carolina
4: and talk to our guy, Rick. What up, Rick?
11: S-I-X-E-R-S,
4: Sixers! Woo! Go Sixers! Nice little Eagles version of it. Yes, I loved it. That was great.
11: You know, the letters line up also for the flyers if they would ever get their act together. Okay, oh, yeah.
3: anyway. we're just going to hey. we're just going to
4: move right past that one. Rick.
11: Yeah, that's right. Yep. Hey, uh, first of all, I'm uh, no longer worried about how long it's going to take James Harden and the Sixers to start gelling.
4: <laughs> yeah, I think it's not going to take very long.
11: <laughs>
3: hey, to, but to that no. point, Rick, and we did mention at the top of the show, but like you can look at it both ways and say, oh, it was just one game. Or you can look at it and yeah. say for them to be that have that kind of chemistry and work that well together on the court in their first game, like sky's the limit. Right. You know?
11: Right, and, and I will keep in mind it was the Timberwolves and not the Bucks or whoever. But sure, anyway, sure. Um, next next point here is, um, um, you know, you see what happens when an organization adds a James. You see, you have James Harden to the <laughs> Sixers, right. you have James Bond to Her yeah. Majesty's Secret Service, and you have James Seltzer to WIP. <laughs> and it's so a, it's an elite
5: name, Rick. Yeah, I, w- I,
3: won't, elite I, won't, name. I won't argue with that. It's yeah.
11: So um, I'm, I was thinking about the uh, March 10th game, and I was thinking about the topic of a giveaway, you know, like a bobbleheads, you yep. know, whatever. And um, I was thinking you, the Sixers could have some fun with this. You know, they could – you don't really think that people could throw on the floor and hurt someone, but, you know, they could give away a diaper. Um, <laughs> I love that or, idea, or, Rick.
3: Can you imagine or, me? Or
11: you could – right. Or yeah. they could do the thing where, you like know, te- hey, we have a contest here. Text Text this number. And donate a case of diapers to a local daycare, or uh, really you know, like text idea. some bricks, text some bricks to the building of a new daycare center, or something like that. And then have the tally on the scoreboards. You know, That's like a great idea, characters. Rick.
3: That the second one especially because the first one, there's no chance. As much as like we would love it, and the 2nd we'll never do anything. They would it's never do that. Ever. But but to, the right. charity aspect of it makes it a little more like oh, we're you know just trying to give some some diapers to charity.
4: Here's what they should do. Exactly, Wendy yeah. should make it instead of if you miss two, you get a. a a uh, frosty. If Ben makes a free throw, you get a frosty.
3: Well, that, then yeah. people, uh, people, I think it'd
4: be funny. Nah. No, no, that's no. a bad idea.
3: We want Ben to score zero points fair, and be fair. As de- but I
4: am a man nonsense. of bad takes. There it is. All right. bad Hey, hand I've, up. Bad I've idea.
11: Got a, I've got another component to leave the. Give the ideas uh, to Rick, yeah. all, right? all right? Yeah, yeah. Right. to
4: Rick. Yeah. Hey,
11: I've got another component to a run game, and that is a a good passing game to keep the defense honest no, and from a lowering great the point.
3: box. That's a really good point, Rick. You know, we kind of were just talking about the running quarterback and how that add, you know, adds to a running game. But, right. yeah, you have a quarterback who can dice teams up. You have to worry about Certainly that. helps right. open it up a little bit.
11: Elliot, is there anything to the Eagles signing Rennell Wren, uh, 6'5", 318 tackle from the Bengals? Is that just a... Uh... Well, A uh, th- warm body?
4: No, I think it's more, more than a warm body. I think he was a fourth-round pick. He's extremely athletic for the defensive tackle spot. I think he's a good, you know, low-risk. Fly, flyer guy. Yeah, and, like, again, it's a fourth-round pick that was only drafted, I think, maybe one or two years ago yeah, at most. So, sure. yeah, I think at this point you have a 90-man roster. I think you'll be in training camp with them. And, again, like, they are not deep at defensive line. I mean, you look at defensive tackle, you have Fletcher Cox, yeah. Hargrave, and Milton Williams, but, like, that's kind of it. Yeah. Right. So I, I definitely think it's a it's a quality pickup for this point of the off season,
11: Right. Yeah. Uh, if I if I could, one more thing. Yeah, um, sure. L- uh, so kudos to Tom from Abington. I know it was like two Fridays ago was the first time he would called in for a while. So kudos to him for doing the right things. Uh, for example, yeah. uh, reminding everyone about the, the people in Ukraine and also for sharing with others the importance of. Of getting help, I know he's a healthcare professional. I believe he's a nurse. Yep, and uh, you know, just for sharing that those important messages. So kudos to him,
3: Rick. Great call and great point there. At the end, I you know we've talked about it, but but totally totally agree. You know, it's people. The more people talk out about these things, the more it normalizes it for other people who have them too, and it makes more people more comfortable to go out and get help when they need help. And and
4: you know, as we all know, that's one
3: of the biggest problems is people not
4: getting the help they need or, or
3: seeking out the help
4: they need. Yeah. I mean, look, as someone that grew up in Philly, grew up listening to WIP, it is always cool to hear how much of a family it feels like. Totally. Like how many callers have brought up how awesome it is to hear yeah, top for from Tom from Abington. So, so it's it's awesome to be a uh you know small part of that community. Totally
3: agree. And and to to Rick's point, you know, it is important to talk about these things and shout out to Tom for being willing to do yes. that. Because it does take some some you know Hutzpah for lack of a better word to to, you know, be that open with you know the, the hundreds of thousands or whatever it is people listening on WIP yeah. at a, a given time that that's Well when a... you're
5: on
4: millions.
3: <laughs> how am I supposed to react to that? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I'll tell you how I react. I'm gonna to talk to Jack in Santa Barbara. Jackie
12: Hey boys, how's it going? What up, Jack? <laughs> hey Tom, thank you, Tom. We're all stoked. and, and um First and foremost, yeah, I've been thinking about those people standing up to that madman over there and, you know, good on good on them for for, you know, putting that guy in, in his place. That's what we need to do on a worldly level. So that comes first. Yeah. Um um now what I what I said to Dan is I'm not a take guy, but I got a take for you guys. This is the day of takes. Here's I love it. Uh I think after watching him not not just last night but really observing this kid I I think Matisse Thybul is going to have a complete game before his career is over. I think he's the next Bobby Jones waiting to happen. I, for, lo- I love I love the- that
3: take, Jack. Uh, do, do you but you're a big basketball guy. There's no Jacks like a right. basketball guy played it coached all that stuff, Jack. Like do you, I, I just I think defensively he's already there. Like he is legitimately in terms of like oh, on-ball oh, totally defenders, there. one of the best in the sport. Elite. He's elite. you know. But but I just I just worry that he's never going to get there. Certainly from a shooting perspective. No, what, what makes you Jimmy, so bullish?
12: Here's what I, here's what I said to Dan. He's a worker. He's the guy that's going to go seek out Herb McGee and improve himself and and Harden is going to make it available for him to be free on the left-hand side of the court which Maxi is not he's not strong on the on the left-hand side of the court and neither is Harden so he's going to be uncovered and you watch during the playoffs he's going to have a different role cuz he can drive to the hoop and he can build his confidence now that he has less pressure on him when he is playing defense.
4: Yeah, so, Jack, we, we've talked a lot about, how, like, he's going to help Matisse and Embiid, but I, I, I'm i sorry, uh, Maxi and Embiid, but you're right. I think Thibel will greatly benefit from Harden, A, because he's going oh, yeah. to get him better three-point shots, too. Like, I don't think Thibel's form isn't ugly. I mean, he was, what, one for three last night? Like, I do think he can be a quality he, shooter, but I think he, he, shoots, he also – Go ahead. He shoots a little flat, but – but that is coachable, yeah. and the kid is coachable. And
12: but I also think he to...
4: moves really well without the ball, which I think for Harden will be very good. Oh, completely. Yeah. No he he's gonna feed like like Gary Maddox playing center field out ah. there when
12: you, when, when you see him going for two thirds of the world is water; the other third is covered there, by Gary Maddox. There, there you go. There you go, there, there, there you go, Jackie.
3: You're the best, man. Call us again soon. All right, brother.
12: Love you guys, all man. Right. I'm love at, I you. the best.
3: Is it, I, I love talking to Jack. Like, if you need a Sounds smile. Happy. Yes, yeah. every time Jack is in a great mood, he's a, a great chat. 215 592 94 I do think, look, that is, that is the, I mean, of all the guys on the team, because I, I, you know, we know what Harden and Beat are. I think we know what Maxi is becoming, and he's getting better and better and is already way better for the 21st pick of the draft than I think he has any right to be in his second sure. season. But, like, Thibble's, th- so real quick, Tybal, Tybel, Mori called him Tyble. And I feel like if Daryl Morey called him Tybal, it's probably Tybal.
4: You're probably fighting an uphill battle. I point. agree.
3: Yeah. Either way, that guy, um, true X Factor guy from that perspective, because he is so elite defensively, like if he can get up to even like 38, 39% three-point shooting, something like that, like all of a
4: sudden he's like a a, a serious weapon on your team. Well, he's one of the best three and D players in the league. If, if he, can, can, get if he can get up there, exactly. But, but his defense becomes more important now because Ben's defense is gone, right? Like, Ben wasn't, for, for all of his flaws, Ben was an elite defender. So, and the, the other thing that came through last night really quick since, someone, since you brought up, uh, someone brought up Ben, maybe it was me, like, watching Harden make the players around him better is something Ben never did. For as much as Ben was, like, a good passer and all that, as a point guard, I never felt Ben got the best out of the players around him. I know it was only one game, but you could see Harden knows so much more how to help players out and get them the ball in places that are play to their strengths, as opposed to Ben, where players really had to kind of adjust to his game.
3: Hundred percent agree. Let's go to Bethlehem and talk to Hannah. Hey, Hannah, how you been?
13: Hey guys, how are you? What hey, up, Hannah? Nice to hear from you again. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm happy I got through. Um, I wanted to check in and see how Millie's doing. Oh,
3: thanks, Hannah. She's doing really well. So, for those listening, you don't know my dog. Uh, had seizures last week. Um, we think she had a stroke. Uh, we're still kind of figuring it out, but um, she had a she had a rough few days. But but she's really tough, and she's been doing. Uh, we're really we're really happy with where she's at. We'll see what happens, but but she's doing really well. Thanks for asking, Hannah.
13: Yeah, no problem. Y'all learned my thoughts and prayers. Appreciate um, it. That's awesome. Yeah. So honestly, I don't have much to talk about. I have like things that were kind of my criticisms of like the overall season with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, like, can we just, like, break up with Rager at some point? <laughs> I'm, in. Yeah, you know some know I'm in, you know I'm in.
3: You know I'm in. I will do it. I'll be the guy. I'll go and be like, listen, Jalen, we got to talk.
4: All right, that time.
3: Sorry. Well, you, we need to have a talk.
4: I do think there's a chance that it happens. I, I think I'm in the minority with this, but when you look at just like how can you have him back on the team next year? He doesn't play special teams. He's given oppor- He's been given opportunity op- after opportunity to be a playmaker on offense. And plus, you add in the fact that they're going to address the position this off season, I think there's a chance he's like in camp with the team, but I'd be surprised if he's a part of the offense week.
3: I wish, I wish I could say that, but I just, I would be surprised if he's not.
13: Uh, well, I'm I'm hoping that can happen. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Hannah, me too. Yeah, and obviously, when we have all these talks about trading hurts, my general consensus is like, be careful what you wish for, kind of a thing. Like, although we have so many things we have criticism about, which is fine, but like, imagine him in someone else's uniform for like five years of success or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've, no, and look, I think
4: with Harden, not with Harden. Sorry, with hurts like. I, again, I think they should look for an upgrade, and I think Russell Wilson clearly is that, and I would be interested in doing that if I'm the Eagles. But to your point, like, it's not going to be super easy to replace Hertz. Like, Hertz does have skill sets that are hard to find. I think as a passer, he needs to improve. But as a leader, as a runner, like, and I do think he can – he's made last, – last year he did it, big plays in, in big moments. It wouldn't be super easy to replace Hurts if, if they do move on from him.
13: Yeah, totally. That's pretty much my senses with that. Um, because honestly, I like, we have lots of problems and I really ask myself, like, is first really the problem? Like we got too many flags. We got The
3: roster is still, still lacking in spots. There's a lot of, of question marks, Anna.
13: Yeah, for sure. Um, my two biggest points and then I'll like say goodbye to you guys is like, I have a problem with our bad division game performances. Like when you look over this past season, I was never wowed by any of our performances against our division games, and like those are the games we should be just crushing, you know. Yeah, I feel like the division games
3: are
4: always close. Like they always
3: play the Giants close. They always, you know, that kind of stuff where even if they're a, a much better team, it finds a way to kind of keep the or they lose the Cowboys by a bunch. Well, it's the,
4: their biggest letdown down was lost, definitely
3: Dallas. Was, yeah, no, it was the, the, the first Dallas
4: game. Oh, letdown. let's Talk about loss. like yeah, ugliest
3: the loss was the first Dallas game. Uh, what's your other point, Hannah? We're up against it.
13: Oh, okay. Um, just too many flags and uh, first quarter napping. Oh, that's my biggest yeah, one. And Hannah, I just feel like we napped the yeah. whole first
3: quarter. And Hannah, great call. Call us again soon, okay? It's great to hear your All place. right, thanks, guys. You're right, the we'll, best. We'll talk to you again soon.
13: Yeah, I think that's
3: been a problem for years now, right? We yeah. talked about Doug, whatever. It's just like for some reason, this team for years has not come out hot. Remember 2017, they would just come out and jump on teams. Yep, and I mean,
4: yeah, they would get out to big leads, big early leads on. Big leads. And, you and know, I think it's such a confidence thing, too. Like this team falling behind all the time, it's just hard to continually fight uphill.
3: 215 592 94 94. Get in now, Eagles, Sixers. We are with you till three. John Johnson after that. It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. Let's go, Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. With you till three. John Johnson coming up next, talking a little Sixers. I'm sure we are talking Sixers, Eagles, whatever you want to get in on. As last night, a super exciting night with James Harden's debut as the, with the Sixers and, and really just couldn't have gone better than anyone could have possibly expected. As excited as anyone could have been, it could have been better. I mean, so, a 31-point win. Yeah. Dominant. Exactly.
4: Uh, There's a big, big-picture question. I'm going to throw it at you unprompted. Love a good big-picture question. Just unprompted. in terms of that team last night, like Joel, Harden, the expectations, like, where would you put them in recent Philly history of like, just teams you had high expectations oh, for? It's a really great question. Like the 2018 um, Eagles after they won the Super Bowl? Yeah, because not
3: 17. We had no expectations. Right. We all remember making fun of Doug Peterson when he was like, I think this team has as much talent as the 96 yeah. Packers. And we were like, you idiot. God, this loser. And then right. I was like, oh, wait. Nice, nice call, Doug. Um, it's a great question. I think, um, I think that's one that sticks out. At 2018 Eagles, like the 2000... 11 Phillies, you know, at, at 2010, that, four four, that was the full year with Four Aces. They traded for, for Oswalt in 2010, right. so 10, 11 Phillies. There was a ton of expectation on that after the two years in the World Series. Um, 2003,
4: I guess it would have been Eagles. 2004. Yeah. Sure,
3: right. sure, absolutely, but, but it's up there. It is, it is on that list of, you know, teams where you, lo- a Philly team where you look at it in my lifetime and say, that team is like a real deal championship contender like truly? Yeah. They're on that list and it's not a and sad, I, it, sadly not a
4: super long list in my life. Yeah, I and mean, it's the short list. I think like when they when they traded for Jimmy Butler, there were expectations. Sure. But it just wasn't the same as this. Like as, as good as Butler was viewed as at the time, I think Embiid wasn't playing at this level. And Embiid playing at the MVP level, he has definitely add to the excitement and the expectation because it feels like you're adding to a team already as opposed to I think when they got Butler it was like okay, now we're more legit, but now I think it's time to roll. Yeah, yeah I think with Harden is like Harden's like, I mean, they when everyone's playing at their best in the league, the Sixers have like two of the top ten guys in the league. Yeah, I was I was gonna say There'll maybe more, seven or seven eight, eight but... whatever
3: you want to parse
4: it out, we can five, argue about it. But... Yeah, but it's it, two of the top ten. Yeah, right. for real. It's crazy. I mean, Harden's legit. When he's like yeah. when he's playing at his best, I mean, it's pretty amazing it's to watch. Pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty great.
3: Inner circle hall of famer. Like yes. one of the best guards in the history of the sport. Literally, one of the best guards in the history of basketball. Like he's great. He's elite. Yeah, you could say he's he's elite. He's elite. Unlike others. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. 592 94 94 So if you want to talk Sixers, Eagles, we will take it all. Let's go to Camden and talk to Frank. Frankie, how you been, pal?
9: What's going on, James? How you doing?
3: Good, man. Good to talk to you,
9: Elliot. What's going on? What this up, the Elite friend? himself? <laughs> I like Appreciate that, you know, Mister Elite that Shore word, Park. I counted. I counted count today. You use that word over fifteen times. A day. Yeah.
4: Well, today it's a bit of a joke. <laughs> Only fifteen? Yeah. Right? I thought it was more than
9: that. Yeah. I, I, I got in a little bit late, James. It might have been more than that, but from what I, when I got, fifteen. Well, after watching but, Harden
4: last night, the word elite is on my mind, you know?
9: Oh, my God. I ain't been that excited since AI crossed over the guy from the Wizards. You remember that? Uh,
4: yeah, Antonio 2000? Daniels. He crossed oh over God. twice. Oh, yeah. my he
9: did yep. that, I was jumping in front of the TV. like, oh, oh. Yep. And they weren't even that good that year. <laughs> I remember. I'm correctly. not even, I'm not, this is coming from a Celtics fan. I'm not even a Sixers fan, but mm. I'm glad to see that Ben is gone. Yes. The Sixers are doing should do better. I'm afraid of y'all. I don't know anybody else, but I know I'm afraid. Besides the Bucks, man, you guys should get, you know, Eastern Conference finals. That's where
3: I'm at too, Frank. I think the Bucs are I think the Bucks deserve to be the favorite of the Eastern Conference. They won the title last year. They Mm -hmm. brought the team back. Giannis is still one of the best players in the world. If not the best, you can make the argument he's the best player in the world. I think they deserve to be the favorite. But there's no one else I'm afraid of, honestly. And I know there are good teams in the East, but I think the Sixers should be expected to be right there with the Bucks,
9: And I think they can beat them. Rightfully, rightfully so. Because if Harden and Embiid gets that pick and roll, and then Harden Ooh. hits him with that step back, oh, my God,
5: Ooh. dude. Yeah, he can be the best pick and, pick and roll in that the yeah. yeah. yeah.
9: and, oh, and that Maxi guy, oh, my God. How old is he? He's young, man. he? He's like 21. He, he was, oh, my God. He was flying yesterday. Yeah. No, like he was rocket. super impressive. I mean, I'm gonna let you guys go. It's a good show, as always. You guys getting through the weekend while I'm at work. I wow, appreciate you guys. Appreciate I just wanted to get that in there. What
3: a pleasure, man! Call again soon.
4: You know, it's getting real when a Celtics fan calls. Oh, up I'm saying I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, yeah. This is great.
7: Yeah. You
3: know? Yeah, I love that. I'll take more of that. Let's go to Wilmington and talk to Jamie. Yo, Jamie.
2: Hey guys, how are you? What up, Jamie? Um, so one thing I look, so for the Eagles, Calvin Ridley,
5: isn't he? Coming?
7: Yeah. On the on the trade market, I, I'm surprised that
14: he, his name isn't being thrown around. I think they could throw, you know, even a second rounder, I would give up
4: for, for grabbing him. Oh yeah. I would definitely give up a second rounder. Thank um you. and I think that'll heat up this week. Again with the combine with everybody there, agents, teams, I think that'll start to heat up. But you're right, in terms of like Now he didn't play a lot of last year, which I think is why it's not viewed as a bigger deal. But and because it
3: was for mental health reasons and stuff, so we don't really know where his head is at. All that
4: there's a lot of question marks surrounding Ridley. But I remember a year ago, me and James debating, and you were saying you thought Calvin Ridley was a top five
3: receiver in the league.
4: Yeah, I love that dude. So if they can acquire him for a second round pick, he is a brainer. Yeah, he is an Alabama guy. I think he played with Hertz. He played with with Hertz. Yep, that is correct. Yeah, so uh, you
15: know you bring him in and Devontae Smith. uh, You know you
5: got that... Oh, finally!
4: Crimson Tide North! Let's do it! And Calvin, because of last year, he would be a bit of a question mark, but he checks the box of, like, you know what he is when he's playing. Like, he's a proven guy, and he's young. I mean, he could be a really good receiver for this team for the next, like, five, six years. So if you can give up a second-round pick for him, I would absolutely do it in a
2: heartbeat. Yeah, I
14: feel like that. I I think that it it is reasonable. I mean, he obviously wants out of Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. um, so I, I think I think that's something that I'm just surprised that it hasn't been floated around more
3: often. Yeah, Jamie, good call. I think that's something that you'll hear more. To Elliot's point, like there really hasn't been anything right floated around, it's, and and it's because free agency hasn't started yet. I think that combine your start to Elliot's point, the reporters will be there, the agents will be there, the yeah. general managers will be there. Stuff will start to leak, stories will start to happen, and then we'll lead into that free agency period, and it'll really, really get rolling. But look, I, you and I have both talked about it. We'd be ecstatic and again there are a lot of question marks we don't know where his head is at all that stuff and and, you know that's the stuff the Eagles would obviously need to do their due diligence on does he want to play football all that type of stuff but assuming they get the answers they would Mm -hmm. want there I mean I think it's a a no brainer guy to go
4: after well and also you know like Jalen knows him. Like Jalen Hurts That's played true. with them, right? So I Devante think Devonte does too. Devonte does too. So I think the Eagles would be uniquely set up in that way to get a really good informed opinion of how Calvin feels about coming to play here.
3: Yeah, it's a great point. Let's
4: go to Allentown and talk to Leo. Leo,
15: hey guys, how are you? What up, Leo? Um, so I'll start with the Sixers mo- because I mean, last night that was. I feel like pretty much all of Philly right now is on cloud nine. I mean. Harden just complemented pretty much our entire team so well. Maxi went off with 27, and B looked like it was a lot easier for him to move around the court. I mean, it's, it's the team looks great. It's, it's very exciting.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to see how simply all the pieces just fell together with Harden. And I guess maybe I shouldn't say simply because Harden's elite skill trait skill set made that happen. But after so many years of having to watch Ben Simmons run the point, and you're like, this just obviously isn't working. He's not a point guard. He's not doing the things point guards are supposed to do. To watch, like, an elite-level point guard get stepped in, you're right. I mean, Maxi looked unstoppable. Embiid, he had, like, the easiest 34 points we've probably ever seen him score. Like, I didn't, it, it, he played good, obviously, but he wasn't, like, the normal dominant. He didn't have self. to work for exactly. it the way he
3: normally does. Yeah, it wasn't so, all
4: on him the way it normally is. Yeah, and just a smile on his face was was great. Ah, to and see, afterwards,
3: yeah. the Instagram boys like I can't believe this is my life with yeah. him and Harden, like it's all it's 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 really really exciting. Like that that was the point we were making at the beginning of the show. Leo is like like people should be excited about yeah. this. Like there's been a lot of down times with the Sixers over the last 20 years, much less the last, you know, few years. Like it's it's time to really buy into this and get excited because this is real and it's going to be a fun ride.
15: Yeah, I mean my expectations are definitely high. I think the Bucks are a tough beat in the conference finals but I, again Harden's elite and beat is obviously elite and the players that we're developing right now I really I mean you have to tip your hat off to Maury for not getting rid of Seibel or Tybal or whatever his actual name is <laughs> and uh Maxie too because it's we have the pieces now and I and I really like even our bench players so I, I think that was a good job on his end yeah Leo great um, points uh, what do you got on the Eagles so yeah, I I personally think we need to give Jalen Hurts another year. One because of cap space, we just we don't have the money right now, and I don't I I, I want to see what we can get with the first round picks. And I I do think Jalen Hurts has um, a lot of respect in the locker room and a lot of respect in the league. And to the last caller's point, if he gets along well with Devonte, like maybe Calvin Ridley does come and maybe he is ready to play. And I mean that's a lethal offense between yeah. him. Devontae the- Smith, potentially Sanders, and Goddard, like, that's good. That's a really solid offense.
3: Leo, fantastic call. Call us again. And and I'm with you. And, look, I do think that, you know, we've kind of gone back and forth with the quarterback thing and all that. But, look, if they're going to give Hurts the year, which, you know, I've advocated for and all that, like, like give him weapons. Yeah, Put something around him. Let's really find out. Like, is he the guy or not? Like, there could be no excuses. If you go get Calvin Ridley, you got that offensive line.
4: You've got Devontae Goddard. The running game you have, like – there's no more excuses. It's it's go time. Well, and that's the interesting thing about Jalen Hurts because like if you're a free agent receiver, do you want to come play with the Eagles? To a certain extent, the obvious answer is no. They don't throw the ball a ton, right? Hurts' arm is questionable. But I do think like one thing Hurts has is players like to be around him, like Calvin Ridley, that type of thing. Like take a player like Zach Wilson from the Jets. He has a strong arm, but no one's excited to play with him. I think that Hurts brings a little bit more of that. Than a player like Wilson or other quarterback.
3: Let's go to Glassboro and talk to our guy Black Gritty. What up, baby?
16: Man, where can I get that Birds hat with the little '76' stitched in the center? Yeah, a small, buddy. Just the just the small '76' up in that piece. You know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> I it's, love it. It's, 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 it's all season time. I'm so already making
3: five. it. I'm I'm sending the text right now.
16: Hey, hey, look, it, it better happen, Captain. You know what I mean? Send one, like Better happen, Cappy. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Me too. Uh, uh, first of all, great show. Love you guys so much, Appreciate But the NFL is the greatest sports nation. Of all their flaws, they've got tons of flaws. They're, they're evil. They're the devil. They're horrible. But my goodness, do they keep it pumping from Monday through Sunday? Like the off season still has caveats where you get like little Christmas presents in between throughout <laughs> the off season. Yeah, like it, they've the perfected combines, it. It's like and a masterclass
3: master in how to oh. keep keep you in the news and keep the attention on you.
16: Yeah, and every and everything is a thing, and it's like so good to just know like okay i mean i'm trying to like go out all the eagles gossip because we're apparently going to get everybody we're going to draft everything we're going to trade everything it's every yeah. year like, it's what we do i'm like just get me to something you yeah. know. so the combine is good like, so i can actually like look at guys and their their test ratings and their assessments and see who yeah. likes who and then guys jump up on the board so it's just fun it's a great time in the off season to be hopeful ridley would work out perfectly here because again if you have a, a stressful situation coming here knowing it's not a super-throw team would take a little bit of pressure off you, might make them a little bit happier, knowing the guys around him, and then get him back into a super-throw team. These are the positive things I could take from that uh, asset. That would be great. And by the way, did you know that James Harden is out here backstepping off you? Oh, uh,
4: buddy. When, when he hit those step-back threes, and then I think he had two, actually, where he got fouled on them. Like, it was yeah. eye-opening after what we've had to watch. And,
3: Owen, oh, to steal your line, you know James Harden's going to be out in those streets.
4: Oh,
16: he said. <laughs> And get, girls, get the bottles ready. Y'all going to make <laughs> some money today. Let me say, first of all, the the best part about it is, is my goodness. I don't know if it was like positivity night, but the ball was moving. Like when people say yeah. James Harden only does a dribble, dribble, dribble. Guess when he dribble, dribble, dribbles? When Glenn Rivers puts him out there with the backup squad and he dances so much that he gets people wide open for corner threes. My God, we've got to start hitting them. We were open nine times, like wide open last night, and we only hit half of them. So if he could do that for us, that was the limit. Go Sixers
4: for radio. Love you guys. Go, guys.
3: I ah, love you. Oh, you're the best. What a call. What a
4: day. Yeah, you, you could tell that the coaching staff really told the players last night, either move it or shoot it. Like, right. no more of this dribbling. And Tobias took six threes last night, almost a season high for him. So I do think the, that that is a clear emphasis with Harden here. Shoot the ball when you
3: get well, it. Well, because they're going to get open shots. Yes. Like, there exactly. were some wide open they shots. They looked like surprised at points. <laughs> but at that's what Kyle Newback tweeted. He's yeah. like, I know this sounds crazy, but I think Sixers players were shocked to get the ball so wide open um, they'll get used to that and, and they'll make those shots it'll get exciting two on 94 94 one more segment to go let me remind you to hoop it up with the park sportsbook app college hoops pro hoops bet before or during the game yes during the game the home team our guys the only sportsbook app that we here at go birds recommend nobody does live in-game betting better than the Park Sportsbook app? Bet player performances like points, rebounds, assists. Check out same-game parlays, which are our favorite thing here at GoBirds. Or, of course, make those future bets now. Who's going to win the College Basketball Championship in March? Pro Hoops Futures. Who's going to win it all? And so much more. The Park Sportsbook app. And don't forget... Now open the new Parks, Race, and Sportsbook located inside the new Chickies and Pete's Sports Bar and Crab House in Malvern, PA. Play there and get paid there. The Parks Sportsbook app. Yeah. It's GoBirds Radio presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliott Shore Parks, J.M. Seltzer. Final segment for us. John Johnson coming up next. Let's get to as many calls as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Glenn's side and talk to our pal Matt. Hey,
4: Matt.
14: Hey, guys. How's it going?
4: What's going on, Matt? How you doing?
14: Hey, you know, Elliot, I'm really hoping that you kind of give up on this Russell Wilson thing. Uh, You can hope I I do it all you want. The Eagles aren't giving up on it. I really hope they do, too. (laughs) If if you give up three ones for Russell Wilson, who is he throwing to?
4: Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. I mean, you you can sign players. That's it.
14: Yeah, well, you can sign players.
4: You still – I mean, you can – look, I understand what you're saying, that if you want to build the team out with the draft picks, I don't hate that strategy, but I think you might be diminishing how much better Russell Wilson makes this team.
14: I don't – I I don't really don't think he does. I think there's a lot uh, more – See, and Matt, I'm with you. I
3: don't – I might – as of now, and I've gone back and forth, and stuff, but I, my plan, if I'm the Eagles, is to give Hurts one more year and go from there, but, but Russell Wilson is way better than Jalen Hurts right now. Like, yeah.
14: that's just a fact. Yeah. He's
3: a top-five I'm not
14: saying – I'm not saying he's not. Well, I wouldn't say way better. He's better. I mean, I
3: think
4: he's significantly
14: Look, better. Look, Hertz could Jaylen come back next term. year improved, and that yeah, that could yeah. Change, but the but Jalen
3: Hertz we just saw this year is nowhere close to the Russell Wilson as a quarterback. He's just not.
14: Yeah, I think the playoff game left a bad taste in everybody's mouth, to be honest with you, about But,
3: but even then, I mean, we were having these discussions, and and again, I, we're more pro-Jalen other shows and stuff, but, but we knew that, like, as much as we like a lot about Jalen, like, he has to be a better passer. Like, what he is now as a quarterback, as a thrower, just isn't good enough. Like, it's
14: factual, you know? No, I I agree. I honestly, though, you know, there are – I'm sure there's plenty of throws he'd like to have back, but I think he's, you know, he's the type right, of person. Right, but that's the point. Kind
3: of... You know, I'm sure that a lot of quarterbacks, if you make a bad throw, you want it back. The point is don't make as many bad throws. Make better throws. Make better decisions. Like, that's the point, right?
14: Yeah. Yeah, there is something I do agree with, Elliot. Elliot, I think it was you who mentioned that we go after Mike Williams from the Chargers. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, I think that would be, yeah. the f- if I'm Howie, 4 o'clock first day, Dude. that's
14: who I'm calling. Yeah. I Me think he too. would be a huge ad-
4: a huge addition to this team. I mean, you, you started it by saying, who's, who's he throwing to? like. The addition of Mike Williams, I think, is the missing piece outside of quarterback debate, uh, just in terms of the skill players and offensive line. Like, Mike Williams is the missing piece, in my opinion. Perfect compliment to Devontae. Proving guy, big body.
14: I think he's exactly who they need. He is exactly who they need. And lastly, as far as the draft goes, I don't think the Eagles should wait any picks on – Defensive players, as long as John Gannon is still the guy. Whoa! So, Matt, you're, you're,
4: you are a man of my own heart, or whatever that expression is. Like, I love sure. offense. I agree with you. But, man, the pass rush certainly needs some help. Like, wait, wait, I, wait. I, wait like, hold on.
3: The Gannon part of it, though, like, you're saying that the, the defense is just lost with Gannon here anyway, and what's the point? I, I think
14: Cause this, well said, John so. Gannon's entire defensive philosophy is like to give players time and space, which no matter what sport you're in, you can't do that on defense.
5: Well, I hate well, the
14: way they play. Well, it's too right. soft.
4: Yeah, well, a lot of a lot for what it's worth, a lot of defenses play that strategy against good offenses. So, you know, look, we it's, Matt, the show's about them. Matt, have a thank you, but, look, thank call you. Call next week and we will talk, <laughs> Anand. Yeah, for call again, after. Matt, next ah. week. We
3: love talking about it. Yeah, for sure.
4: And okay. uh, you're wrong, sucks, So, what's so. the expression I tried to say? Uh, a man after my own heart is what you're going that's, for. Yes. yes, that's the phrase. I think I got oh, it. Oh, you're correct, a
3: man right? after my own heart. Yeah, I yes. think I got it correct. I don't Got remember it. if you did or didn't.
4: It sounds I, okay. if I remember correctly
3: I think you were like just off. Sounds about right for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> it would yeah. be right to be like, you know, eighty percent right. Let's go to Lansdale and talk to Jeff. Hey Jeff.
0: Hey what's going on, boys? How are you? What up, Jeff? Hey, back to what that uh, the young lady a couple callers ago was saying. I mean, as much as I'd like to get rid of Rager for a free uh, blade sharpening on my lawnmower, um, <laughs> that I might mean, be
3: too much for Rager. I don't know. You know? <laughs>
0: but he's he's going to cost more if you cut him against the cap. Well, than that's if you, what if, if
5: Jeff, you hold on to. That's
3: why I keep saying like to like Elliot and I have argued about this. Like I just, especially with how history of of how he you know treasures his guys, his picks. Like I just don't see any way he's not
4: on the team next but, year. So. Jeff, you're right, and you're right. He costs more to cut than he does to keep, but if I'm correct, I think it's a pretty small amount, like it's maybe $1 or $2 and that might be enough where Howie just doesn't do it. But the tough thing about Rager is he doesn't play special teams, so unless he's on the field playing offense, and I don't think he's good enough to do that, he doesn't really serve as a backup. So I think Cap could play a role, but it's not a big enough hit where I think it really matters.
0: Yeah, and and a point and a point to Ben Simmons. Everyone keeps talking about how great of a defender he is, and I think didn't Kyrie drop like thirty five on him one time, and then he never played against Kyrie again. And Trey Young averaged I think like twenty six in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think he's a completely overrated defenseman. I think he's a good of-
3: defender. He's he's fine. Like he's a very I think he's a very good defender, especially good for his defender. size and all that. But like to your point, Jeff, like. I think you win with offense in the NBA, like in most sports. And, and mm-hmm. good offense is always going to beat good defense. Harden's uh, a way last,
4: better offensive player than Ben is a Exactly. And, it's a great way to put night it. was scary. Ah, oh, Jeff, how much scary. fun was that, buddy? Ah. Oh,
3: <laughs> All right, boys. Man. What a pleasure. I'm Thanks man. for calling in, brother. Let's, got, let's get one more in here. Let's go to Sweetsboro and talk to
4: Jason.
2: Yo, Jay. Hey, how you doing? What up, Jason? So, I think this is the first time I've talked to Elliot. Oh, nice. Um, happy to talk first- to you. That's the first time I've talked about Elliot though. <laughs> I, I, don't agree. I don't agree with your take. That's uh, a good oh, line man. right there. That I that is like very that.
4: good,
5: yeah.
2: Um, I, I just want to talk real quick. Uh, I just want to touch on Harden, but I really want to talk to Eagles. Uh, I love Harden already. I was so excited. Uh, yeah. Joe Gillius talked about how he was in the, like, Hope camp, not the belief camp. Now I was always in the belief camp. We're winning the tip. Every we're gonna win it this year. I love Harden. He's playing a phenomenal. He looks happy. Yeah, he, I agree with you. He's willing and, to play this role.
3: And look, is- look, and we've heard him talk about it, you know, since he's been here and stuff like that. But you know, James Harden has done everything and he's clearly a competitive guy. You don't get to be one of the fifty or whatever he is, greatest players of all time without having that to your game. But the only thing he hasn't done in the NBA is, is win a title. He's yeah. won an MVP. Yeah. He's led the league in scoring. He's done all these things. He's just, that, that's it. He's got one thing left go get the title. And I think he's excited to be here and be a part of it.
2: And I, I really, I, I didn't understand the media talk about how he's, he's not going to mesh with Embiid. It's too outbound. It was, it was clear that Harden went to the net, and everybody talked about that too, but he willingly went and assisted everybody. Totally. He didn't put up totally. The numbers. He just played Kyrie and KD and gave them good spacing. But that's not what I'm talking about. They're going to win the chip. I'm excited. What I want to talk about is uh, is, is this the quarterback and free agency. Um, I want Calvin Ridley with all of my heart yeah. because I love Calvin Ridley ever since I drafted him in my first year of fantasy, and he put up 30 points four weeks in a row. I love Calvin Ridley. I want him yep. so bad, and I want to see Hurts with weapons. That's all I want to see. I want to see one year where he's now been in an offense for more than a year. He's now able to fully get the entire playbook in his head. He's able to now focus on other things than memorizing the playbook and memorizing, you know, all these receivers' routes and all that. And get him a weapon. Get him a Mike Williams. Get him to go opposite to Devontae, Get him a Calvin Ridley. You know, something other than a first-year receiver and a tight end who has a drop problem a little bit right now. Yeah. Look, first of all, Jason,
4: it sounds like me and you agree on a lot more than maybe, you know, you're always talking about Yeah, I know, you're like coming in. I know we're best friends already, but you know, who knows? But like in terms of giving Hurt stuff, I agree, like give him a Mike Williams and they need that. But he did have an elite offensive line last year, a running game to lean on. He had Devontae. He had Goddard. Like, he had stuff to work with last year. He was not completely barren on offense. I think the best point you made was give him another year in the offense. Give him another year to grow. Give him another year with the same coaching staff. That's where I think the real
2: improvements could be made. That's that's exactly where I think it's going to come from. Because, listen, the kids got – like, everybody talks about his work ethic and, like, obviously gets tired of them. But I feel like his tangibles are downplayed, like, a lot. I really do. I think his durability is more of a concern than his tangibles because I feel like he's yeah. been playing with an injury. Well, especially as a
3: runner. Like, whether we like it or not, like, historically, running quarterbacks take more of a beating. It is what yeah. Jay- Jason, great call, man. Call us again. Talk to Elliot more. Yeah.
4: You know? Talk to me, not about yeah, me. Exactly. Or talk about me. Unless you, know. you want
3: to say nice things. If you want to say nice things about Elliot, we're all for it. Yeah, right? I have feelings too.
5: You do. I do do yeah one of my intangibles
3: <laughs> uh, all right uh thank you to dan wilson phenomenal phenomenal job producing the show behind the glass uh thank you to every single person who called in chatted it up with us we literally could not do this show without you uh have fun in indy buddy week next week yeah. I'll be back in so week in and yes, yeah so elliot is going to stories yes our next show elliot will have just returned from indy we'll get the the load on on everything that happened in the combine and we'll be uh, about a you know a week and a half away from free agency. Yeah, so which is crazy. Look ahead to that too. So so it'll be a big one next week. Uh, again, thank you to everyone who called, everyone who listened. I can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Like just the as best. Always. Yes, as always. John Johnson's coming up next. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on ninety four WIP.